Thank you for listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that your life will be forever changed by what you hear today. Our goal is to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. Welcome to Hope City. I'm Pastor Josh. I'm the senior pastor here, and I want to personally welcome each and every one of you. If you're listening by podcast, welcome. We're glad you're listening in. Uh, I just want to start today by saying happy Father's Day, guys. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If you're here uh, and you're a father, I don't care if it's spiritual father, uh, physical father, foster father, if you're here, uh, just wave your hand at me so I can see how many dads I'm dealing with today. Oh, I'm going to have to preach fast. I'm going to have to preach real fast. Y'all ready for lunch, aren't you? Listen, I'm excited. I'm excited because uh, I have all three of my children back home. Nora's been at the farm with her grandparents, and uh, she came back this week, and she brought me a gift last night. Uh, and she said, she said, Dad, are you ready for your Father's Day gift? And I said, no, nah, bring it to me tomorrow. Give it to me tomorrow. This is Father's Day tomorrow. She goes, I think you want it tonight. <laughs> and I said, no, nah, sweetheart, just hang on to it, and you can give it to me tomorrow. She goes, you're really wanting this tonight. I can tell. I said, you know what? If you want to give it to me tonight, I really do. I said, okay, bring it to me tonight. So she comes in and she's got it behind her back and she whips it out. And she goes, happy Father's Day, right? And it's a stuffed animal and a coffee mug that says best dad ever. So sorry, guys, you're, you're really hunting for second place. And, uh, and then I figured out what was actually going on is that she wanted the stuffed animal for bedtime. And so there you go. So uh, a little something for dad, a little something for Nora. How can anything go wrong there? Uh, Anyway, today I'm going to teach fast because I'm going to tell you, I believe the Spirit of God wants to speak to us through his word today. Amen. And so I'm going to go fast because uh, I believe in Father's Day. uh, I want to point out the power, the value, and the uniqueness of a father. That's my point. That's my focus today. So I want you to stay with me. We're going to be coming from 1 Corinthians chapter four, and I'm I'm jumping outside of the letters series today. We're going to pause that series just to talk about dads. I've entitled my sermon today, Not Many Fathers. Not Many Fathers. Uh, We're going to read in 1 Corinthians chapter four, verse 14 through 16. It says, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, I urge you, imitate me, imitate me. Uh, yesterday, I had the opportunity to sit with Nora uh, and watch some children's shows. Uh, can I tell you, uh, they are making fathers look like buffoons and idiots on TV. They just are. They're making us. I don't know of a man that stupid. And on every one of these children's shows, the father's like this, this silly clown that just happens to make it through life, you know, miraculously because he, he can barely decide when to breathe on his own, right? And yet we have accepted that in our culture. Uh, I, I was talking to a friend earlier this morning. He said, uh, we, we've gone from some of the good old the shows like Leave it to Beaver and uh, and, 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 and the shows that had strong father figures back in the 50s and 60s to the Simpsons to where we're belittling the position of fatherhood. Can I tell you, a true father is a thing to be honored. A true father is something that you should appreciate and be glad that you have in your life. 
Can I tell you, uh, uh, God desires us to have spiritual fathers in our life so that we can learn to imitate them just as Paul is telling the church of Corinth. He's saying, listen, I have something to give you. A good father always has something to give you. Always has something to give you. Uh, Nora been gone three weeks. And she comes in and I was eating, uh, I, I like these, uh, uh, these sausages uh, that have cheese in them. And I'd cut all the pieces up and I'm sitting there eating sausage with some, with some coarse ground mustard. Somebody say amen. And uh, <laughs> I'm eating that sausage. And Nora just walks up and just starts eating off my plate, staring at me. <laughs> just making eye contact while she's eating my sausage. What are you doing, girl? Like, this is daddy's, right? But she knows that everything I have is hers, right? And that I desire to bless her. There's nothing that I have, as long as it's good and it will bless her, that I will not give her, right? And so the power of a father is understanding that a good father always has something to bring to the table to bless you. And so today we're going to dig into this a little bit, that you have 10,000 instructors, but not many fathers, not many fathers. We can always find somebody to teach us, but can we find somebody that will impart something to us? I said, we can find somebody to teach us, but there's a difference between teaching and impartation. You see, we have substituted impartation for knowledge. And impartation is something I take from myself and lay on you. Knowledge is something I can have and you can have at the same time. But an impartation is something that costs me something to give you. Now, a good father knows the difference between knowledge and impartation. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, I did a very exhaustive study this past week on every word in the scripture dealing with father or parenting. And I'm just going to tell you something. You're going to hear some stuff today that I have never heard taught. I've never seen it. I've never experienced it, but I got it this week, and I believe it's fresh revelation from the Holy Spirit in the Scripture. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, uh, it's starting the, the, the prayer that God prayed, teaching the disciples how to pray. It says, in this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I had always looked that up in the Hebrew, and the word Father there is Abba, A-B-B-A. The problem is, is Jesus didn't speak Hebrew. He spoke Aramaic, and I'd never looked that word up in Aramaic. This is the only time it's found in the scripture. Watch this. The word father there in Aramaic is this very cool word called abun, abun, A-B-W-O-O-N, abun. Our abun in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The word is a conjunctive word between abba and womb. Connected. It's the all-sufficient God. He needs nothing outside of himself for creation. So he doesn't just plant the seed. He incubates and brings to life. Are you seeing that? He's not just your Abba. He's also the deliverer of life. Okay? Now, let me... How deep y'all want to go today? How deep y'all want to go? Okay, all right, all right. For those who want to stay in the shallow, I'll come back for you in a minute. When you are studying the scripture, uh, a lot of times God will take you back to Genesis uh, because that's where we see the evolution from the spirit into the physical. Remember, God's kingdom was purely spiritual until he began to speak things 
that weren't as though they were, and they begin to manifest in the physical, right? So we go back and we see God created Adam, and he says, let us create man in our image. Let us create man in our image, our three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, man, three-part. We've covered this before, but just in case, that's body, soul, and spirit, our image, right? But then he says something unique. He says, uh, let them be fruitful and multiply in chapter one. We don't hear about Eve until chapter two. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is where I started getting kind of, I didn't know if I'd had too much orange juice. <laughs> Let us make man in our image, ab wound, all sufficient, able to speak, to inject seed, to carry, to bring life and deliver. Let us make man in that image, all sufficiency. And then something happened and God said, it's not good that man should be alone. So instead of going back to the dirt where he created Adam, he took something out of Adam to create Eve. And the Bible says that he caused Adam to go into a great sleep. And somebody said, amen, at that point alone. <laughs> I, he caused me to take a rib for a good night rest right now. <laughs> he caused Adam to go into a great sleep. While he was asleep, he pulled something out of him. Carl, watch this. Give me that. And he pulled the rib and he made Eve from the structure of the rib. And then he said, we will call her womb man. Woman. Now watch this. This is, I'm gonna tell you, this is this is a little deeper stuff here, I'm gonna, but I can trust you with it. He took from Adam half of creativity and said, now for you to be your fullest potential of creation, a man and woman must come together. But before that, I wound. After Abba and womb. Are you following what I'm laying down? Now Adam is Abba. He is man. Eve was the womb. Can I, can I, can I, can I, just, can I just teach on this just for a second? The womb, the part that carries life. I know it's Father's Day, but ladies, let me encourage you. You were built to carry life. So why is it you're carrying unforgiveness? Oh, Hello. oh man. hold up. Why is it that you're carrying anxiety and depression? You were created to carry life. We got people in here that are falling apart, carrying what they were never designed to carry. God took from Adam the ability to carry life and gave it to you ladies, and the devil has been prostituting that ever since. 
are you really supposed to just carry life? Because I know you're frustrated and I know you're tired and I know you're dealing with some problems at work and I know the girls talk about you and I know, and pretty soon, life is the last thing that you're carrying. You're carrying the weight of the world and ain't no life found in it. It's Father's Day. I got, I, I got to move. I got to move. It's Father's Day. So now here we got, we got Eve over here, you know, womb, all hot, you know, doing what it is that women do, you know, just walking around life, life, right? And Adam's over here like, okay, what am I here for? She got life. What am I here for? God said, oh, you've got a very special purpose. You see, when he took life from Adam, he left Adam the seed. He left Adam the ability to create from nothing. He left Adam the ability to inject from himself immortality into the future. You say, immortality? Oh, yeah. Because whether you like it or not, and your offspring is little pieces of you, baby. Little pieces of you. We call it DNA. We call it DNA. I was studying DNA this week because I was literally about to lose my mind with what I was studying. And, 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 and I found out that your DNA can carry negative predispositions and that my great-grandchild can still look just like me. For some of us, that's a problem. <laughs> well, let's look at it. If they can carry my predispositions, they can also carry my sickness and my infirmities. Hang on. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've heard that somewhere before. Hang on. I've heard that. I think it was in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 9. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers unto the children to the third and fourth generation. We didn't need scientists to tell us that. Baby, we had that 6,000 years ago. Why is it important to understand that? Because some of us are struggling with chains that were created four generations ago. Oh my God, get that. Get that. Get that. Don't worry about the storm. That's just the devil trying to keep you from getting what you're going to get today. Some of y'all in here are struggling with the iniquity of your daddy's daddy's problem. And some of you are struggling with a problem because you saw daddy do it to the second, third, and fourth generation. That's what the scripture said. But then science says that even in your DNA, those predispositions are found in your DNA. Fathers, hear this. You are important because what you are leaving in generations to come not just through your DNA, but through your spiritual development is your immortality. 
Some of y'all are sitting here looking just like your granddaddy used to look. Your grandmama used to look. You, you, you look in the mirror and say, boy, I look just like my daddy looks. Look just like my mama looks, right? Why is that? DNA. Genetics. Right? God created this system to be a blessing. Now watch this. When I have a father that I live with, that I behold every day, it is a natural law that what I behold, I become. If you do nothing but speak negative, don't be shocked when you're surrounded by negative people. Because you are literally creating with your mouth and your mind the environment for those people to thrive. What I behold, I become. I've taught that for years. What you behold, you become. If you want to change, change what you look at. Right? The Lord added third layer for me this week. What I behold, I become, then I beget. Let me say it again. I got two shouts. I'm glad two people getting it. Here we go. What I behold, I become, but then I beget. What I am becoming, I am creating all at the same time. In the same moment, what my children see me live out is what they begin living out. This is the power of a father. Because if you don't like what happened in your life growing up, baby, all you got to do is start watching a different father and your children will change. Now watch. It goes a little bit deeper. What I... Behold, I become, and I beget. A lot of times, people want to jump and blame this on this. Uh-uh, can't do that. Can't do that. We can't blame the kids on grandpa. Nope, Why? Because the father has authority now. Because the, the, the authority in the family is the father now, the one that's here now. Here's what's interesting. If you walk this out the right way, being the seed carriers that we are, gentlemen, listen, listen, fathers, listen, listen, listen. Whether you know it or not, you're sprinkling seed all over the place. Walking around throwing seed. The way I act when I get frustrated, that's seed. The way I act when I'm blessed, that's seed. The way I handle my, my frustrations with my wife, that's seed. And my kids are just waiting for that to grow. And they're not waiting for it to grow in my life because it's already in fruition here. They're waiting for it to take root in their lives. So wait, are you telling me that I can control what grows in the future of my children? Absolutely. Baby, if I can plant a watermelon seed and expect to have some sweet fruit by the fall, I can expect to put seed in my children's life and watch them develop. It's a spiritual law. 
God put it together so that we can use it for the glory of the kingdom. Why is this so important? Because we've got people living in the moment, still dealing with the chains of yesterday. And what you allow to conquer you now conquers them then. That's why we teach on breaking traditional curses. Being free by the power of the Holy Ghost. We teach that here. Why? Because the Bible teaches it. And God wants you to be free. Galatians 5.1, one of my most... I love this verse. It's for freedom, therefore, Christ set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and don't be enslaved again in the bondage of sin. Right? Why does God want you free? Because he wants your children free. And he wants their children free. And he wants their children free. Imagine if you broke all the chains in your generation, what your children will do. Boy, we have a purpose, fathers. We have a purpose. What we behold, we become, we beget. Here's the beauty of it all, and I, I got to hurry. The beauty of it all is found in Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7 says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His covenants. Thousand generations. Your iniquity, your problems are visited under the third and fourth. But the blessings, a thousand generations. A thousand generations. Well, that's a long time. It's a long time. Long time. Long, long time. So this week I did some math and I went back and I said, okay, Lord, you said a generation should not be more than 120 years. Let's start all the way back at Abraham, which is where the promise came in. Starting at Abraham, 120 generation, 120 years per generation, we still to this day would not be at 700 generations. Why does that matter? Because if Abraham was the only righteous great, 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 great grandfather you had, you still have access to a covenant blessing. Come on, somebody. So fathers, you have a choice. You can either pick up the blessing or you can blame the iniquity. Let me say it, maybe some over here get it. You can either pick up your blessing. Your blessing. It's got your name on it. Or you can just blame the iniquity of the past. Well, it's the way daddy did it and the way granddaddy did it. I guess I'm stuck doing it that way. No, you're not. Because long before your great granddaddy was ever thought about, there was a God in heaven who decreed a covenantal blessing upon you. And so now, as fathers, we have the choice. Will I walk in my covenant of blessing? Or will I just allow the traditional curses to keep running amok? Fathers, you are important. You are the linchpin for your immortality. You are the connecting 
fibers of time between the failures of the past and the potential blessings of the future. And you have to make the choice. Will I continue to walk in the iniquities of the flesh or will I lean on those beautiful everlasting arms of heaven and step into that blessing that God has for me and my family? Fellas, I urge you, step into the blessing. Step into the blessing. Every problem you have, every problem you have is because of sin in the flesh. Why would you choose that? Why would you choose that? Baby, choose life, choose blessing. Can I tell you, God has a plan for you. I don't care if you're a physical father. I don't care if you're a spiritual father. I don't care if you're a foster dad. I don't care if you're an adoptive father. Any form of fathership at all, you are the connection between what the devil has created for your offspring and what God has put in your offspring. And the way you choose is by how you walk it out. Abum, Abba, womb. We no longer have to carry the life, but we're responsible for the seed. We are responsible for the beginning, the genesis, the creation. So here's the best part. This is the best part of everything I'm gonna teach you today. Is that no matter what seed you have invested up till now, you are still a seed carrier. And now, instead of investing your seed, your thought, your words, your vision into the past, all the iniquities, the trials, the traditional curses, all these things, you can begin to take the seed. And what the seed is, is really, it's your focus, your attention, and your time. And you begin to invest that into what God has invested into your children, your children and their children's children, right? And they will look back and they will say, I remember a time when our family lived this way. But there was a father, a good father, who on Father's Day in 2023, made a decision to walk in the blessings of God. Guys, it's for you today. Men, it's for you today. Happy Father's Day. You can change your lineage right now. I don't care if your kids are 60. You can begin to walk out the blessings of God and expect it to still fall in your lineage. You see, that's the beautiful thing about fruit. When, you, when the Bible says, go be fruitful and multiply, fruit, you can't have fruit without seed. That's literally when you look it up. That's the difference between vegetable and fruit. You, you, you bite into a piece of fruit, it's got seeds in it. Gentlemen, we are the fruit. We are the part that is being destroyed. We're living right now, but there's something that's going to outlive us. It's called the seed. And what's happening is our children, our seed, our lineage, long after the flesh of the fruit is gone, they will still carry the DNA that we left. That DNA can be a DNA of blessing. 
That DNA can be a DNA that absolutely walks in the covenant of Deuteronomy chapter 7. It's for us today. You see, the Bible says, how much time I got? All right, stay with me. The Bible talks about, I didn't give this to first service, don't tell them. Second service exclusive. He pulled from the side of Adam and created Eve. He pulled from the side of Adam and created a bride. Powerful stuff. The next time we see God make something out of a side, there was a precious son on the cross. And he said, it is finished. And a Roman soldier took a spear and walked up to his side and pierced the side of the Son of God. And the Bible says that blood and water, the covenant and the Spirit, poured out of Jesus. And because of that covenant and Spirit, you and I were now made the bride of Christ. You and I walk in a covenant of peace. You and I walk in a covenant of increase. He didn't drag us out of the foot of Jesus. He said, you are a co-heir with Christ. When he made Eve, he pulled her out of his side. He said so that she is just like him, a co-laborer for the kingdom. The Bible doesn't call us the children of Jesus. It calls us joint heirs with Christ. Sons and daughters of the Most High God. Why does that matter? Because how you see yourself affects how you approach your father. I'm going to take it back to the beginning. Can I take it back to the beginning? Nor been gone three weeks. She didn't hesitate. She just came in and started just taking from her daddy's plate. You see, some of y'all been gone for a while. <laughs> Come on. Holy Spirit, we're coming for him. Here we go. Here we go. I'm coming for you. Some of y'all been gone for a while. Some of y'all been hungry for far too long. Some of y'all have been away from your father's presence for far too long. Some of y'all have been needy. You've been away from daddy. And he's sitting there with everything that you need. And now that he's inviting you back into his presence, you don't have to come in as a lowly peasant. No, you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You can walk into your father's house and take with boldness what it is you need. Why? Because he loves you. He loves you. Fathers in this place, if you don't understand that he loves you, how will you ever share the fact that he loves you? You can only give what you have to give. I say happy Father's Day. I say freely you have received. So freely now you give.
Join heirs with Jesus. What is it that you need from your father's plate? Stand up on your feet. I want to pray for you. Oh, I feel the presence of God in this place. It's great worship today. It's great worship today. Can we play that Jesus song? Just a little bit of that Jesus song after. Just go ahead, just lead us. Just for a second. Just for a second, Leah. I just want to honor our Father just for a few minutes. Your name is Yeah. Glory. Glory to God. Now watch this, church. Watch this. Break every stronghold of your past and step into His power. Step into His healing. Step into His life. Spirit of God, just do your work. Boy, he's touching you. He's touching you. He's touching you. He's moving. Just let him do what he does, man. He's so gentle and loving. See, what he's doing is he's redirecting some of your attention from what you thought was wrong with you to what he knows is right in you. Let him do that. At the end of the day, you are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Healing. Your name is Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all need some strongholds to break. Burn like Come on, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Come on, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. I just want to speak the name Woo, over fear. Hallelujah. Why do we speak Jesus? Because his name is, oh, his name. Your name is life. We worship you, Lord. So, so, Lord, here's what we need. We just need you to burn like a fire through us. Burn through us. And, Father, consume everything that's not of you. We take our hands off of the iniquity of the past. And we say, set it on fire by the power of the Holy Ghost. Burn it up and burn it out of us. And we say burn into our lineage with the fire and the hope of heaven. 
set our children on fire by the power of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, let them see us burn first. Let them see it in us. Let them behold in us what they will become and what they will beget. Set us on fire with your presence on this Father's Day, not next Father's Day, not tomorrow. On this Father's Day, set us ablaze by the power of the Holy Spirit. Remove from us anything that's not of you. And we'll give you the glory for it. We'll give you the praise for it. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Yeah, come on, Leah. Come on, Leah. Every enemy. Oh, my family. in the streets Jesus in the darkness for every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name Jesus Your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life. Every stronghold shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Hang on, just the voices, just the voices. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy. Father, I thank you for our time in your presence today. Father, I thank you for our daddies. Thank you for our men. Father, may we never follow the pattern of the world where we make light of our men. May we give them the honor they're due. May we give them the prayer that they need. May we give them the support that it takes to be a leader today. Help us do that. Father, bless every man here. Those who have children and those who don't. Father, you have called men to be carriers of vision, to be carriers of seed, to be carriers of the future. So Lord, I pray that you would arise and shine in their life and set ablaze the vision that you have for their lives. And I'll give you praise for it. Lord, bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace, both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. I thank you that 
No weapon formed against us will prosper. But Lord, whatever you've called us to, you're going to bless it. You're going to multiply it because your kingdom has needs and you've called us to bring the, the, the meeting and the necessities to those needs. Father, bring us back next week with more wisdom and more of your word locked away in our hearts. And we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name and everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us today for the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that what you've heard today will bless you until the next time we meet again. We hope you'll join us again soon to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged to experience the real Jesus. Take good care and God bless.